Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, church. Good morning, church. Woo! Who is excited to be in the house of God this morning? Come on, let's give it up for Jesus in this place. Come on. Oh my gosh. And good morning to all of those of you that are watching online. Give us a wave in the chat. So glad you could join us today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ronya, like what Nick said. My name is Ronya, and I am part of the Gas Street family here. And honestly, guys, it's a joy and a privilege to be here speaking to you this morning. I know personally today that God is ready to speak to each and every one of us. And I've been sensing a theme throughout the whole morning that God wants to speak to us, the theme that God is with us today. So honestly, I'm really believing that for you. I have been praying for you, church. I have been believing for you. So as T.D. Jake says all the time, this is what T.D. Jake says all the time, he says, get ready, get ready, get ready for all that God has for us today. Are you excited, church? Come on, come on. But before we begin, um, can I just have two minutes to address the big elephant that is in the room? I think there's a bit of a massive elephant in the room because I know that for some of you, you're going to be waiting for me to mention it, so I might as well. I just might as well, isn't it? I might as well just mention it at the start. And the big elephant that is in the room is that, did anybody see me on the wheel last week? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Guys, I honestly had the best time. Thank you for asking. But <laughs> thank you for asking. But I still can't believe, and honestly, when people talk to me about it, first of all, the number one question that you're all asking me is how did I keep it a secret? Guys, it's, it's, it's making me a bit worried. Can people keep secrets or not? You know, because everybody keeps asking me how did I keep it a secret? But I still can't believe that I confessed on national TV. National TV, everybody. National National TV. Not just to my friends, national TV. I confessed on national TV that I had a crush on Dr. Hillary Jones. Did you all see that? When I came up, that was the first thing I said. He was in front of me, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got a crush on you. Um, But anyway, he came, honestly, guys, he came to the dressing room after, and he gave me a little kiss on the cheek and a hug. So anyway, and I got a picture of him with, with the two of us. However, in my defense, Upon further research, I came across a newspaper article that reported that during lockdown, a lot of people had what they called corona crushes, or shall we just call them the pandemic crushes, and the crushes were on either Rishi Sunak, who was dubbed Dishi Rishi, (laughs) the second crush was on Dr. Hillary Jones, who was dubbed the Silver Fox, that was my crush. And then the third crush was on Chris Whitty. But unfortunately, the <laughs> I know, I mean, guys, unfortunately, in the newspaper article, he didn't have an AKA. So I've been trying to figure out what it could be. So I've just made it up as Fitty Whitty. <laughs> yeah, shall we just do that? But um, I honestly had the best time on the show. And if you haven't seen the episode, please go and watch it on BBC iPlayer. I kind of won 10 pounds, so... As- <laughs> 
a small amount of money. <laughs> but how awesome has our Christmas season here at Gastrate been? You know, we had our beautiful carol services last week. And for myself, I am still abusing the song Noel that Izzy sang. And we have our acoustic carol service here tonight. And I know as a church, Gastrate, that there's more in our calendar to come that's going to help us celebrate this beautiful season of Christmas together. Today, as we gather, we're going to gather around the theme of Advent, as that is the actual season that we're in at the moment. You know, during the time of Advent, we wait for the coming of Jesus at the first Christmas, as well as wait with anticipation for the second coming of Jesus when he comes to rule and reign above all. You know, the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, and it means coming or to come. But what I realized is that actually for something to come, there has to be a bit of waiting that has to be done. And Advent is essentially about waiting. And what I really want to do and, and take time unpacking for each and every one of us is what God wants to say to us today about waiting? What does God want to say to Gastry Church, to us, to everybody who's watching online about waiting? And church, as I was praying and preparing this, and preparing this message for you, I started to realize that waiting, which is actually one of the most powerful things that we can do in our faith journey, I just want you to grasp that. Waiting is actually one of the most powerful things we can do in our faith journey, has somewhat become uncool in our present day. I've realized, you know, speaking to people and hearing people's stories is that waiting has actually become a little bit of an annoyance and an inconvenience in our faith journey to wait for what God has promised over us. And because of that, the power and the strength that comes from waiting is being diminished because society and culture is lying to us and saying that everything needs to happen now. And I really want to speak against that because, you know, people make it seem as though everything has to happen right now, but actually there is power and strength that comes within our waiting season. And if there's something that I really want you to take away from this message, if you walk out of this door and if you remember these words, I would have done my job. And what I want you to take away from this message today is that our waiting is never wasted. I want you to hear that, church. Our waiting is never wasted. Your waiting season is never wasted. So I just want to pray for us before we dive into the text. Why don't you just bow your heads? Dear Father God, I thank you for this time that we have gathered here together. And I just pray that you help us to see that our waiting is never wasted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So without further ado, the title of my message today is Waiting Well. Waiting Well. I want you to write it in your notebooks, put it in your phones, Waiting Well. And um, as a midwife, I generally have a front row seat of how people cope with waiting. How do people handle waiting? And it's just quite fascinating, really. I mean, no one ever knows when the baby is going to come. I know people always ask the midwife when the baby is going to come, but no one ever knows when the baby is going to come. So we have to navigate this waiting period. And I like to put people in two camps when I see them in clinic. And you know what? You can put yourselves in one of these two camps. So camp one is the lady that I always want to say is the overly calm woman. 
who takes waiting in her stride. And I'll say to her, Sarah, what are you going to do after clinic? You've come to see me. What are you going to do after clinic? And she'll say, Ronya, do you know what? I'm going to go to afternoon tea. I'm going to go get my eyelashes done. I'm going to get a pedicure and a manicure. She honestly takes waiting in her stride. And then camp two is the woman who stresses over everything every single day, every minute, every hour that nothing is happening. And she's the one who's trying every single thing under the sun to get this waiting season over and done within her own strength. And I realized that this is actually a clear illustration of how we approach waiting in our life and our seasons, and that Jesus is actually the one who has a front row seat in regards to how we handle our waiting season. You know, we can either be in camp one that trusts the process of waiting, that trusts that the promises of God over our lives will come on time, that are peaceful, joyful, understanding that our waiting season is never wasted. Or we can be camped to where we're stressing, striving, and trying to make things happen in our own strength. And I've been saying to a lot of people recently that actually I am done with the season of striving. You know, I have been there, I have done that, got the t-shirt and the DVD, and that season does not bring true joy. Instead, that season brought me stress, anxiety, and hopelessness. You know, the promise over us and the promise over you church today is that Jesus is with us. That's the theme that we've been hearing this morning is that Emmanuel, God is with us. You know, Jesus is with us. He's here to strengthen us and lead us and guide us in our time of waiting. Uh, That season is never wasted. Jesus is with us. And according to psychologists, the reason why we find waiting so painful is because it can make us feel powerless. We feel as though we're not in control and we feel as though it limits our abilities to be successful. And I want us to look at Luke 1. I want you to write Luke 1 because I'm going to be talking about Luke 1. And this is going to be your homework to go and read the story and the chapter of Luke 1. And I want us to look at Luke 1, the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth, Mary and Joseph, and pull out three keys from their story on how they waited well. Because honestly, church, we are not powerless in our waiting. I really want you to to catch this, because I feel like as though we just robbed of, of, of just being in our waiting season. You know, our, our waiting is not, we are not powerless in our waiting. We have not lost control. And if you're unfamiliar of the story of the two couples, Zacharias and Elizabeth, Mary and Joseph, Zacharias was a priest from Judea and his wife Elizabeth was barren for many years until Elizabeth gave birth to their son, John the Baptist, whom ended up preparing the way for Mary's son, Jesus. And their stories are told together beautifully in Luke 1, and it shows us how they were pregnant at the same time. So these two couples were pregnant at the same time, and both had to wait to birth what had been promised to them. So they were pregnant at the same time, and they both had to wait to birth what God had promised to them. And before I continue, I just want you to ask yourselves, what are you waiting to birth and bring forth that has been promised to you? We've already heard today about the fact that God is a God who gives us dreams. He's not a dream killer. Dream killer. He's a dream giver. He's the one who gives us dreams. He, he gives us promises. What is it that God has promised to you? If I was to put an ultrasound scan over you, what is the promise that you are waiting to birth that I would see? I want you to write it down. Is it that business Is it that charity? 
Is it that buying that first house or healing for someone? Or is it living that God-purposed life? Or is it that baby or salvation that you're believing for? What is it that you're waiting for? Because I know that in a room like this and even online, that we will all have something that we're waiting for. And I believe that God wants to strengthen you today. I believe that he wants to strengthen you. I believe that he wants to give you hope. I, want to, I believe as well that he wants faith to arise in this room again. Faith to arise again to start to believe for all the things that we're waiting for. So what are the three scriptures, what are the three keys from the scripture of Luke 1 that, you know, that we can learn from this passage? So the first thing um, is that they held on to what God promised over them. So this was the first thing that we learn from Zacharias, Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph. And the angel Gabriel appeared to both couples and spoke promise over them. To Zacharias, this is what he said. He said, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. There's the promise, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And then to Mary, this is what the angel said. The angel said, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. What promises, church, has God spoken over you? Let us grab hold of them with faith, confidently, that he hears our prayers, knowing that he hears our prayers. You know, in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says this about faith. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality. That thing that you're hoping for, that you're believing for, that you're, that you're dreaming for, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed. Not people, not finances. No, faith becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. You know, faith is what gives us the strength to conceive and hold on to what God has promised, you know, and to ensure that we can birth what he has placed inside of us. Even if it appears barren, he will do more than you can imagine. Now, my verse that has carried me pretty much through the whole of 2021, and people who know me very well will know that, honestly, I have, like, analyzed this verse, held on to this verse. It is my verse of the year. Um, it is Hebrews 11, verse 11, and it says, by faith... Sarah herself also received strength. So faith gave Sarah strength to conceive seed, and she bore, she gave birth to a child when she was past the age because Jesus, because she judged him faithful who had promised. You know, church, we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God whose word does not return void. It does not return void. Whatever he's spoken over for you, whatever you're believing for, whatever you're dreaming for, his word does not return void. And I said earlier that, you know, I'm not in a season of striving, and that is because I can look back and see God's track record of faithfulness over my life. 
And I just want to encourage you today to also be a church that looks back and looks at God's track record over their lives. You know, sometimes we can have a bit of amnesia or we can actually just believe the lie of the enemy that God hasn't done anything for us, but he has done a lot for us. And we need to look at his track record and remember that actually God is faithful. We serve a God that is faithful. He who has promised is faithful. So let faith give you the strength to conceive. Let faith give you the strength to hope and dream and to walk this out, hold on to and wait for what he has promised. You know, the second thing that we can take away from, from Luke 1 and, and just looking um, at the story of, of, of Elizabeth and Zacharias and Mary um, is that in Luke 1, 24, it says that soon afterward, um, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. So obviously that promise was spoken over her to say that, do you know what, your wife is going to have a child. And soon after, she became pregnant, and she went into seclusion for the next five months. And the second thing we can take away is that they welcomed a time of seclusion. When Elizabeth became pregnant with what, with what God had promised her, she immediately went into seclusion for the next five months as she began to wait for this promise. You know, waiting well requires for us to be able to balance well the rhythm of seclusion and relationships. And there's something powerful about having that time of seclusion. You know, I think about, you know, with pregnancy and, um, you know, with women, when they find out that they are pregnant, the first thing that the woman does not do is shout from the rooftops that she's pregnant. Actually, the first thing that she does is she reaches out to her midwife. You know, she focuses on her pregnancy. She takes her vitamins and eats what is right, and she eliminates what is not right and what may hinder progression. You know, seclusion and solitude allows for us to do the same. You know, it allows for us to reach out to Jesus, who is our midwife. You know, the word midwife actually means to be with woman. That's what it actually means, to be with woman, to be with a woman, be with you. And, you know, Jesus is our Emmanuel, he is here to encourage us, strengthen us, and lead us. You know, in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, church, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Jesus promises to be with us. That is the theme that we've been hearing this morning. He promises to, to be with us. You know, he promises to strengthen us, to help us. And just as a pregnant woman will take all of her anxieties to me, when she finds out that she's pregnant as the midwife, let us take our anxieties to Jesus as we wait. You know, uh, seclusion, that time of seclusion, it allows us, just as the pregnant woman, to focus, on, to focus on her pregnancy. It allows us a time for us to focus and reflect and build up faith for what he has spoken. You know, we need to surrender our anxiety and be still and realize that he is God. You know, there are things that I've waited for, things that I've believed for, and I've had to do this. Be still and actually know that he is God. Have a time of seclusion and actually say, do you know what? I'm going to be in time of seclusion. I know that he is God. 
You know, it allows us seclusion. It allows us, just as the pregnant woman takes her vitamins, it allows us to feed on what nourishes us and will make us stronger. Worship music, the word of God. And finally, it allows us to strip what may hinder or stagnate progression. And this is what it says in Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. You know, seclusion church essentially recharges us, gives us clarity and perspective, increases our strength, and allows for things to grow. The final thing that we can learn from this story in Luke 1 is that they strengthened each other. They strengthened each other. Now it says in Luke 1 verses 39 to 41, it says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, in our season of waiting, I just want you to be mindful of whom you surround yourself with. There is a strength that comes from surrounding yourself with the right people. And Elizabeth being around Mary caused for what was already within her to stir. It caused for that baby within her to leap. It says the babe leaped within her womb. You know, we need to surround ourselves with people that cause what is within you that you're believing for to be stirred. And, you know, as I was uh, thinking about that point and, and reflecting about that, um, I just remembered um, a time in April. I've got the date, 8th of April, 2020, 2021, um, going to talk to someone and being vulnerable about what I knew God had promised over my life. I essentially put the scanner over myself and allowed him to see what promises God had spoken over me, that I was waiting to birth. And you know, the response and the guidance, the words of encouragement and the prayer that I had from this person led me to write in my book that my heart is on fire. It is overjoyed. My heart is alight. And I actually still feel the same thinking about that conversation. And that's what I want for each and every one of us to remember that actually you know, we need to be around people who strengthen us, people who encourage us and strengthen us. So as I close this morning, I just want to encourage you again that our waiting is never wasted. Jesus is with us just like a midwife is with a woman. He is here to encourage us. He is here to strengthen us, lead us, and guide us in our time of waiting. And just as a baby is getting stronger as the pregnant woman waits with her midwife, so are things in you getting stronger. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord, yep, someone is saying it. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And for anyone here today who may be feeling faint or weary or disappointed within their waiting season, I just want to say that you have not missed your appointment. 
You have not missed your appointment at all. You have not been forgotten. And I want us today to just break out of maybe feelings of disappointment and, and hopelessness in our seasons of waiting and stretch out our hands and believe that actually we are in God's promised land. So just before I pray for you, I'll just ask for the band to come up and I'll just ask for us to stand and just respond in this moment. And I'll ask for all of us to stand. And honestly, as I was preparing this message, I really felt strongly that, you know, for some of us, we have maybe felt as though that our waiting season has been wasted, but actually to really believe again that our waiting is never wasted. Whatever you're believing for, we're coming to the end of 2021. You may have had certain dreams or hopes or things that maybe you've seen that haven't come to pass, but actually you have not missed your appointment. You know, God is faithful. We serve a faithful God who is with us within our waiting season. He is our Emmanuel. So I just want to pray over each and every one of us that, Father God, I just thank you for everybody who's here today, Father God. And I just pray right now that they are not discouraged, Father God. I pray for disappointment to break away today, any hopelessness to break away today. And I just pray, Father God, that you give us the strength to wait. You give us the strength to wait over what we're believing for, what you have called to birth inside of us, Father God. And I just pray that you give us that strength here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church. 